Hello and welcome to the Jesus Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Lena Elsia Lee, also known as Lena the Jesus Witch on TikTok and Instagram. The Jesus Witch Podcast is a show dedicated to opening the conversation about including Jesus in witchery practices. The goal of this podcast is to not be evangelical. The goal is to spread the love, light, truth, acceptance, and oneness that is Jesus Christ himself. Here at the Jesus Witch Podcast, we believe all people are loved by God and all people are loved by Jesus. We believe in community and the power of fellowship. We believe in giving whatever you reasonably can to help your neighbor who's in need. And above all, we believe in the power of creating a relationship with Jesus that is authentic and unique to you. Join me for new episodes of the Jesus Witch Podcast every single Monday and be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Alina Elsaya Lee, also known as Alina the Jesus Witch on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. This week on the podcast, we are going to be talking about doing inner child work, why it's important to do it as a Jesus Witch, and how I incorporate Jesus in my inner child practice. Before we jump into this week's episode, I just want to let you know a couple of different ways that you can help support the podcast. The easiest way to help support the Jesus Witch podcast is through our Patreon. We have several different tiers with perks on each one of them. Um, some of the perks range from having early and ad-free episodes of the Jesus Witch podcast to one of the tiers I give Happy Mail each month, which is essentially a little package where you get a mystery spell, and then we go on Zoom together and we cast the spell. Um, and all of the spells that I write are Bible-based, so you're learning how to incorporate the Bible into your spell work and how to do different spells. I also offer tarot spreads on there, tarot readings, all the different things. Um, So Patreon is the easiest way to support us, and it's so fun. I love doing Patreon. Then I also have an Etsy shop where you can get different tarot readings with me. I offer Talking to Jesus tarot readings where I channel Jesus' energy and get a message from him for you. I offer inner child tarot readings. Um, I offer astrology readings. And then my favorite thing that I offer on my my Etsy shop besides no this that was a lie my actual favorite thing that I offer on my Etsy shop is Jesus and Christian witch mystery boxes those are so much fun half the time I'll get an order for like a small one and I think it's a big one and I make a big one for the smalls and then when I make the big ones I make them extra big because I'm like well if I made this for the small I gotta make it even bigger for the big um I just absolutely love creating those boxes. I, I love putting spells in there and like different materials and they're just so much fun. But anyway, um, but my other favorite thing that I offer on my Etsy shop is Bible-based spell oils. So each of these like oils that you can anoint yourself with, they're all charged with a Bible verse and they have different intentions to them. I have one that's like a protected by self-love spell that helps you like protect and guard your heart. Then I have one for choosing joy, which obviously helps you cultivate joy and cultivate happiness in your life and cultivate like that Jesus energy and then I have a divine feminine one um, called mother goddess so there's a there's a different variety on there um you could also help support the podcast by following me on social media like I said before I have tiktok instagram and youtube they all are lean of the Jesus witch youtube I don't post as much on because youtube's really scary but I'm trying to build my confidence to do it again um and I think a couple more like followers and like encouragement would help anyway um youtube's scary (laughs) and then there's also a place where you just donate directly to the show that's your jam too but anyways that's all like the housekeeping the different ways you could support the podcast um oh also subscribe to us on whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to us on that's also super important and give the podcast a rating of five stars should have said that first that is like the most important thing to do it helps get the word out about the show helps suggest it to other people um just a really easy way to help support the podcast but anywho's those are all the ways that you can help get the word out about the show help support the show 
all those jazz, all that jazz and things. Anywho's, all right, before I get any more awkward, <laughs> let's get into our conversation about inner child work. I personally think if you are going to be a witch who works with Jesus, you need to focus on inner child work. When you look at Jesus in the Bible and the way that he interacted with children and the way that he spoke about children, you could tell that he thought very highly of them and that they were very important to him and specifically to like the whole kingdom of God message and like really understanding who God and who spirit is. I want to share with you two parts of the Bible, specifically two sets of verses from Matthew where Jesus is talking about children and how he views them. And I find these to be extremely important. Like for me, these are like the foundation of why I do so much inner child work and why I think inner child work is so important. But I think that these are really important and overlooked areas of the Bible. Because when you're in an evangelical church, a lot of it is centered around control it's not necessarily centered around like knowing jesus and knowing who he was and knowing like his lessons like of course they're like yeah let's know his lessons so that you don't sin but it's not like let's know his lessons so that he explains to you you know the secrets of the, this is gonna sound so woo this but the secrets of the universe and like how to connect with god and whatnot like they're like let's look at jesus and see what he says about this sin and in reality it's just like one tiny sentence and they're like don't ever do that again and it's like okay um but anyway um these are two passages from Matthew the first one that we're going to look at is Matthew 18 verses 1 through 5 um and in these verses Jesus he's talking to the disciples um so like they're all like sitting and having a conversation and um, they decide, the disciples asked Jesus, like, why he's spending so much time with kids, because that's not typical in that time, you know, like, everybody was very, it's very different than, like, culture today, like, especially American culture, American culture is horrible for parents, horrible, like, we're the culture where kids are seen but not heard and then there's specific places where children can be heard but like not too much like they have to be you know still behave in these spaces which obviously like there's a you know spectrum of behavior like we're, we're not going to ex expect our children or we're not going to accept our children going and smacking other people but if they're in a child designated space and they want to like scream bloody murder as they're playing like they should be allowed to do that and even if they're not in a child designated space they should still be allowed to play obviously like monitoring voice levels and stuff um just to respect other people but we really live in a society that doesn't especially in america that really doesn't like mothers really doesn't like children like you see constantly posts on reddit like this woman bought a baby into the restaurant this baby started screaming while i was having my dinner and i couldn't even enjoy it because this baby was screaming okay you get to go home after your dinner and not hear the fucking baby scream you could have taken your phone, your food to go to your home where it's quiet without a screaming baby and enjoy it. Like, you could have removed yourself from that situation, but instead, you expect the mother who's already isolated enough to remove herself from the situation because she is a kid. So, you know, it wasn't like that back then, but it was very much like, you know, kids were a part of the family. Kids were meant to be around kids or whatever, but they don't listen to children. They didn't listen to them. There wasn't, like, this, like, active conversation between kids, and I think that's what Jesus was highlighting um, in these verses. So anyway, let's read Matthew 18, 1 through 5. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? 
he called a little child to him and placed the child amongst them. And he said, truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is in the greatest, is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes such child in my name welcomes me. For me, the key part of this set of verses is the truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. So for me, that mean, that means like Jesus is telling us, um, you need to get into a childlike brain and look at God through a childlike lens in order to understand him, in order to understand what heaven is, in order to understand what spirit is, right? So the way that I apply this is like, I think about how I thought about God before the church poisoned me, before I like learned anything about evangelicism. Because like, if you've heard the episode of the, the Jesus Witch podcast where I, um, the meat lean of the Jesus Witch episode, and if you're going to go listen to that, I recommend you listen to the updated version of that, which was released this year. Um, but before I went into church and like, even like my early years of Catholicism, I didn't get that like poisonous message about God that like really hateful and cynical message about him I had a mom or I have a mom um who very much instilled or a sense to me that like God loved us like he she never pointed out sin she never pointed out like wrongdoings and be like oh God wouldn't like that she never like highlighted those things obviously there was the normal like don't lie don't steal don't kill people kind of thing and like you know, those were explained to me as a sin, but I never learned that like specific parts of your personality were a sin until I was much older in life. Like, you know, that, that message really wasn't hammered down to me until after I had my first baby when I went to the evangelical church because when I grew up in the Catholic church, now a quick break from this week's episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast to talk about a few ways you can help support the show. One way you can help support the creation of the Jesus Witch Podcast is to become a supporter of us on Patreon. On our Patreon, there are four different tiers that you can choose from, and they're all named after tarot cards. We have the Fool, the Magician, the Hierophant, and the High Priestess. In the Fool tier, you get early ad-free episodes of the Jesus Witch Podcast, extended show note pages when available, Christian tarot grimoire pages, and access to our monthly community oracle reading. In the Hierophant tier, you get everything from the Fool tier, tarot spreads to help your connection with Christ, spirit, your higher self. I also like to put out new tarot spreads for each full moon or new moon, wheel of the year holiday, and zodiac sign. In the Magician tier, you also get one Bible-based spell grimoire page each month. This teaches you how to incorporate the Bible into your own spell practice. In the Hierophant tier, you get everything from the Fool and the Magician tiers, as well as a Happy Mail package from me every single month with the ingredients to make a spell, as well as an extra Bible-based spell page for your grimoire. And then you get access to our spellcasting Zoom each month where we do the spell that I sent you together. In the High Priestess tier, you get everything from the Magician, Fool, and Hierophant tiers, as well as 
an extra Bible-based spell from the Sun and Moon Oily Co. in your Happy Mail package each month, and a one-on-one Zoom call with me every single month to discuss your practice, how you're growing, and any suggestions that I could give to you to help you on your path. Patreon tiers start at $6.66 per month, and you can find the link to that in the show notes page. Another way you can help support the show is by shopping at my Etsy shop, The Sun and Moon Oily Co. Over on the Sun and Moon Oily Co., I offer Bible-based spell oils, ritual bath salts, Jesus Witch or Christian Witch-specific mystery boxes, and custom spell oils. Over on my Etsy shop is where you can also book different types of readings with me. I offer tarot readings for your inner child, channel messages from Jesus or from Lilith. I also have a listing for general tarot readings. You could grab a soul contract reading between yourself and another person or yourself and a deity that you're working with or curious to work with. Or even grab an astrology reading for yourself or an astrology reading for your kiddos to help you parent them better and more effectively. There's also Jesus Witch merch on my Etsy shop and so many other things that I am planning on adding to my shop. So head over to the Sun and Moon Oily Co. to check that out. Another thing you can do to support the growth of the Jesus Witch podcast is join our Discord community. The Jesus Witch Church is our free 18-plus Discord community where we host Jesus Witch Church services and moon circles. This is your place to ask all Jesus Witch or witchy questions in general and make some really awesome friends. You can find the link to our church in the show notes page. Another free way you could support the Jesus Witch podcast is by sharing this show with a friend and rating it on whatever podcasting app you're using with five stars. Leaving us a nice review really helps get the word out about the show, and don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. Another thing you could do to help the creation of the show is send a donation to the Jesus Witch Podcast via Cash App or PayPal. It takes a lot of time and effort for me to create the Jesus Witch Podcast, and getting donations helps me get the support and help that I need to be able to create this type of content for you. Donations also help keep this podcast free to everybody, so if you love this show and the information that's being put out there, please consider sending a donation to my PayPal or my Cash App. The username on both is the Jesus Wedge Podcast, but the link for both of those can be found in the show notes page. And the final way that you could help support the creation of the Jesus Wedge Podcast is by sending me a gift. In the show notes page, I have the link to my Amazon wish list. Everything that I put on this wish list was put there to help create content for you. Simply put, buying things off of this Amazon wish list helps me so that I don't have to purchase them myself. So I can put more of my resources in towards making the Jesus Witch Podcast. If you would like to support the Jesus Witch Podcast by buying me a gift or in any other way, you could find all the links to everything mentioned in this ad in the show notes page. Now let's get back to the show. I just called them on their bullshit and it wasn't that hard for me to do it um, because I was a kid and as a kid I was very adamant that I knew who God was and that this image of like a hateful like throw you into fire and brimstone God that people were trying to tell me about was not real like that seemed very contradictory to what you know my mom was teaching me about God and then you know what I felt about God as an innocent child and it did not make sense to me as an innocent child to have a creator who hates his creation you know like I understand uh, you know if you're an artist or a painter or whatever you paint things and sometimes you may not be a hundred percent happy with them but you know most of the time you're at least like wow I accomplished something I created it you don't like hate the things that you make you know you see every single one of them and you appreciate them for what they are and that's how I saw God as a kid Um, so now when I get into a space of like, oh, God hates me, I'm sinning because I'm a witch, I'm this, that, the third, 
I think about what little Lena would have thought, you know, like, what does she think about this, right? And in her eyes, I'm not lying. I'm not stealing. I'm not killing nobody. So I'm not, I'm not sinning. How is God not going to love me for what I'm doing? You know what I'm saying? So like, that's how I apply that particular verse. Um, so the next ones that we're going to look at, they're also in Matthew. These verses are Matthew 19, 13, 13, 9, <laughs> Matthew 19, 13 through 15, which says, Then people brought little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray. But the disciples rebuked them. Like telling the parents, don't bring your kids near Jesus. And Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to, belongs to such as these. Then he placed his hands on them and went on from there. I think this particular verse just highlights for Jesus how important children were to him. Like his disciples didn't want him to take the time of day to pray for them, to, to you know teach them, to be with them. But Jesus was like, no. I'm going to be with these kids. This is what I want to do right now. And he told them, like, these children are important. Like, they need they need us because we need them. Like, they're the ones who hold the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And they need us to guide them, obviously, like, into adulthood. But we need them to teach us about spirituality. And as a mom, that's something that I do with my kids quite frequently like I will ask my kids what they think about God what they think about Jesus what they think about spirit and I listen to those things um and to the to what their ideas are because ultimately I feel like their opinions are a lot more accurate than mine or yours because they're they're still innocent. They're still close. Like, you know, not for nothing. They haven't been on this earth as long as I have. They they were just in the spirit realm. Like my son Scott, he's going to turn four this year. He hasn't even been on earth for four years. But like four years ago, not even four years ago, he was still in the spirit realm. Or like technically his spirit was like, you know, going back and forth and figuring out like, you know, what his soul was going to be as it came to earth and what, what not and whatever you, you believe during pregnancy. But any hoozles. Um, it's just really interesting to think about that, that Jesus was like, we need to listen to kids because they're the kingdom keepers. They know the secrets of heaven. And then, like, if you just think about the grand scheme of life, they're the closest to spirit. Like, they were just there in the spirit realm. Then, obviously, like, the elderly are close to spirit as well because they're about to return home to the spirit realm. And they, you know, elderly people tend to, like, see things and, you know, have experiences. But it's, yeah, and they're, they should be listened to as well when, when talking about spirit, when talking about, like, you know, like, I see somebody there, like, we should listen to them and focus on that because that's, evidence of beyond for us but when we're looking at you know how to believe about God and what to think about him I think we should be asking our kids these questions and listening to them so now that we've talked about the two main bible verses where Jesus talks about children and why it's important to listen to children and to be childlike ourselves let's talk about some inner child work and how to do it with Jesus so technically, I feel like these tips can be used with any deity that you're working on inner child stuff with. Um, and the way that you specifically ask the deity to be with you, so like in our case, we're talking about asking Jesus to be with us during inner child work, 
is simply asking him, um, you know, just saying, hey, Jesus, like, this is what I'm going to be working on today. Can you just bring your energy into my space? You know, and sometimes you'll feel his energy in your space. Sometimes you won't. And that's okay if you don't exactly feel it. He's still there. Um, and it's just simply a matter of asking him if you are a person who really likes to do candles, like deity candles. You can light a candle for Jesus. Um, you, you can leave out an, an offering for Jesus. This offering can be something as simple as a glass of water or as something as you know intricate as a glass of, a glass of bread I was about to say a glass of bread or a slice of bread which really isn't even that intricate um but the the dedication of time to your inner child and your inner child healing could just be an offering to Jesus in itself and just offering that time and that space to him and that's another way to just get him involved with um what you're doing so really the only way that that you ask, you get him into your space and like you have him be there for inner child work with you is to simply ask him. First and foremost, I think a good way to begin inner child work is to talk to your tarot deck about the inner child work that you're doing um, or where you should start so you can kind of use your tarot deck to connect to your inner child. You may want to get a deck specifically for your inner child. You may not. You may just use your regular tarot deck. Me personally, I have the cat tarot and I like using the cat tarot for inner child work. I like having a more playful deck for my inner child and to talk to her with. Um, when, I was, <laughs> when I was a kid, I really liked dogs, so it's not necessarily like what my inner child child would like but like I I've I did I grew up not really liking cats and one my family just wasn't a cat family we had dogs we I grew up with like two huskies and then after they passed away I got we got like two little um <laughs> white fluffy dogs um I had a Bichon Frise and then we had a Maldipu and um while they were both still alive we got a great dane pitbull lab mix named trippy and he's still alive he's great um so as a kid i really liked dogs i wasn't really exposed to them and i was exposed a lot to that like culture that cats were nasty and any of the cats that i was around weren't like friendly they weren't cool but obviously now I have my two precious baby boy kitty cats and I love them so much. My Saul and my Bowser. Saul, he irritates the shit out of me. Like, I'm not gonna even lie. Like, he's the villain of the house, but I love him so much. He's so cute. He's precious. He sounds like a little motorboat when he purrs. And then we have Bowser. Bowser's like the love of my life in an animal. Like, I think, and this is gonna mess, so this is a woo 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 woo, but. <laughs> I think my senior dog, Teddy, he passed away, um, was it last year, I think? I think he passed away. Um, might have been the year before. But anyway, after, before Teddy passed away, I got Bowser. And part of me almost thinks that, like, he, he went up to spirit, like, the spirit realm before he passed and picked Bowser for me because Bowser has a lot of similar traits to Teddy. And Teddy was, like, my... He was my Bichon Frise. He was like my first dog. Like I grew up with the Huskies. They were my parents' dogs before I was born. And um, we had them until I was like seven or eight years old. Eight years old, yeah. And then um, after the the second one passed, we got, I got Teddy. And I got him, you know, like as a birthday present, which really, in retrospect, 
not the best idea. Like, an example for my parents, you know, like, you're not supposed to buy animals as gifts like that, like, a, you know, for a birthday or Christmas, but we had all intention of, of keeping Teddy and, you know, having him, and we did. He lived, the dog lived until, from the time I was seven until I was, like, what, 24? So, 25, something like that? So, anyway... You know, obviously it worked out in the end, but don't buy pets as presents. Like, that's not cool. But anyway, um, I think he, like, picked my cat for me. And, um, I don't know, I, like, as I got older, I realized how there's a lot of hate in our society around cats. And I feel like it's really, like, misogynistic. And I feel like it's, um, people kind of, like, portraying their hate of cats, um, as like their hate of women, you know what I'm saying? Like you can compare the two. So I think, you know, as, as a girl who grew up not liking other girls, like I really, I was bullied by a lot of girls. I was bullied by a lot of guys too. So I, I just found like guys to be simpler growing up. Like I had more guy friends than I did girls. As I've gotten older, that's definitely shifted a bit. Um, but I feel like I didn't like cats that much as a kid because I didn't like what other girls were doing to me as a kid and girls were so closely associated with cats so anyway long story short a way of healing my inner child is and like healing that like misogynistic viewpoint that I had and that like hatred of cats that I had is using my cat tarot deck to talk to my inner child and when you grab a inner child tarot reading with me that's the deck that I use because I just absolutely love it for inner child readings I feel like it's super playful I feel like if you're going to buy a deck specific to your inner child and again you don't have to do this like I wanted a deck specifically for my inner child Jesus wanted a deck specifically for my inner child I feel like that's really the deck that he comes through a lot with um I obviously think for my talking to Jesus and my like, you know, normal everyday readings with him, I use the, for me personally, I use the Light Seers deck. And when I read for other people, I'll either use the Light Seers deck or um, the Wandering Star Tarot deck. And he speaks fine through those, but I feel like he really loves that specific inner child tarot deck. Like he really connects with it and he really comes through for me with it. Um, so I use, I bought that because it's a little bit more playful of a deck. Actually, technically I was gifted that by, um, by a follower, um, Anna. She gave me my cat tarot deck. I think I still have the thank you note <laughs> from the little Amazon package that came in it. Anyway, um, but I, if you're going to get a tarot deck for your inner child, I recommend getting like a more playful tarot deck, something that is fun, something that is inner child-y, you know, that can kind of like speak to a kid, um, or getting a tarot deck of like something that you really liked as a kid. Like, like the easiest example for that is if you were a Disney kid, they have like the Disney villains deck. I think they have a Disney princess deck. I don't know. Um, but you could definitely find Disney adjacent tarot things. So like that's easy. I'm pretty sure they have like, you know, quote unquote nerdy decks like Star Wars and Marvel and all of that good stuff. So you could definitely find something that hits a niche that you liked as a child or just finding a deck that's more playful, more colorful, more, you know, has a little bit more of that, um, childlike whimsicalness to it to use to talk to your inner child so that's like the easiest thing to do like on a daily basis I guess if you're working with your inner child me personally I don't talk to my inner child through tarot on a daily basis I do it every once in a while um I think there's also I should have established this in the beginning of the episode um 
But there's also layers to your inner child, right? So there's like obviously your inner like toddler, right? There's your inner, there's every age that you've been has been there. And when you're, you know, a child, you're under 18. Anything under 18 is considered a child. That's your childhood. So your inner child is all of those ages. So some people might be working on healing their inner child. Some people might be working on healing their inner toddler. Some people might be working on healing their inner tween and teen. Me personally, that's where I'm at is healing my inner teen and tween um my inner child I I feel like I I'm very blessed I don't have a inner child who was necessarily damaged I had you know parents that really supported me like made me feel really confident and like genuinely like I just didn't give a shit about what people thought about me for a very long time when I was in four end of fourth beginning of fifth grade I started to get bullied really bad in school and I think that's when it shifted for my inner child and that's when I kind of realized like or I started to think that I wasn't as cool as I thought I was um newsflash I was as cool as I thought I was and I'm not saying that in an egotistical way everybody needs to love themselves to some degree so like I I you know I was not a weird kid if you really think about it I mean did dress a little weird for a period of time in middle school I went through the whole like emo scene phase so I had like the fingerless like striped gloves and the heavy black makeup and like literally tutus neon colored tutus over my jeans I don't know um yeah but (laughs) I feel like that's more of the part of me that needs to be healed is her and you know I was very much pushed into the scene category, the emo category, because I was bullied, you know, so bad. And it like made me want to wear black and like start to disappear because, you know, when I was wearing bright colors and when I was dressing more creatively, um, with my tutus and whatnot, I was being bullied. And then that also like shifted my music taste because, you know, you're going to Hot Topic and you're buying all your clothes there. And then, you know, there's Fall Out Boy on the screen at Hot Topic. So now all of a sudden all you listen to is like Fall Out Boy and We the Kings and Panic at the Disco and, you know, 21 Pilots and all that stuff. So um, I definitely am healing my inner tween and inner teen. And that's kind of where the the space I'm at now. Um, like kind of just to segue into the next thing that I feel like is really important for inner child or inner teen or inner, you know, tween healing is music. And we obviously had a whole podcast episode about working with music and you guys know music's really important to me. So obviously it's like really important to my inner child practice. And I feel like it's such an easy way to be a part of your inner child practice. So obviously I like to listen to music that my inner child likes. Um, I like to indulge in music that, um, you know, my inner teen likes. And, and so like, I listen to a lot of like One Direction. The one thing I have steered away from is listening to emo music. So like, I don't listen to like 21 Pilots anymore or Fall Out Boy or Panic or All Time Low or We The Kings or all these bands that I used to love so much. And they still have such a fond, fond, fond place in my heart. I just don't listen to them anymore because I realized that their music was portraying an emotion that other people made me feel. And I was feeling it at the time and I don't feel that way about myself now. And I kind of don't want to remember how I felt about myself then. So I listened to the music that I kind of missed out on and I missed out on being a real big fan of because of the category that, um, my peers had put me in. So, you know, I was a 
big One Direction fan before I went like real hardcore into my emo phase. Like I was a huge One Direction fan. I literally met One Direction. Like I literally like at their first ever like press tour in the United States. They for up all night. They were doing free CD signings at Walmart's all over America. And there was one in Jersey and my aunt lived in Jersey. So I made my aunt take me to this signing so I could meet One Direction. Like I was that big of a fan (laughs) that I was getting people like the only time, the worst thing I ever did to my parents ever, ever was I snuck out of the house and I stole my mom's debit card (laughs) and my mom's train pass so I could go take the train and stalk One Direction in New York City and like go outside of the concert venue that they were playing at and listen to their show and then like chase the, the car with everybody like your girl was hyped for One Direction and, and then I started getting really badly bullied and you know basically that music was made to not be for me so I stopped listening to it but now I do listen to it and I embrace it and I am literally wearing a One Direction up all night tour shirt as I talk to you about this um (laughs) yeah so music's another big thing that you could do another like another thing and this is so cheesy like if you have kids even if you don't have kids you could do this because like kids shows are bopping sometimes especially the ones that we grew up with like I mean I'm 26 so I if you're in my age category I'm talking about the ones that we grew up with like we had like Little Bear and Franklin and we just had like the best shows. Um, but my favorite as a kid was the Wiggles. So I, I love the Wiggles. If you were on my TikTok lives, especially early on, like I would talk about the Wiggles all the time because Scott was still in his Wiggles face at that point. And um, my favorite, like my favorite classic Wiggles song is like, can you point? your fingers and do the twist and the original one like with everybody's twisting greg you got you got to listen to one with 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 the original wiggles um but then my favorite modern wiggle song is the full moon full moon full moon i freaking love that like the wiggles bring so much happiness to my life so like i will watch wiggles videos do i watch them all the times with my kids no no i don't i follow the wiggles on tiktok i love the wiggles tiktok they they're so funny like they make their tiktoks for adults like i mean like there are kid tiktoks on there you can show your kids a couple of them but there are ones that like only adults will get the joke and it's it's so good i i want to go to a wiggles concert so bad um my husband and i realized that like wiggles do tour in america so you know one day we might be bringing a child (laughs) to a Wiggles concert I wish they did like 20 they do it in Australia I don't think they do it here in the states but I wish they did like 21 plus Wiggles concerts I would love that I would love that oh my god like a margarita and the Wiggles classic classic um so yeah like watching shows that you liked as a kid um I also I also like to watch Hannah Montana um another thing that I like to do I literally only like a handful of movies in the world I'm not a big movie girly um I love tv shows but movies eh, eh, they're not really like for me um but my favorite movie in the entire world I have watched this movie a million and one times but my favorite movie is Mean Girls 
I watched it a lot as a kid and it was very cathartic to me because I was bullied by a group of mean girls. Um, so I, I loved that movie as a kid. And now anytime that I'm really upset or I'm really depressed or I really need like a pick me up, I watch Mean Girls. And I don't care how many times I've watched it. I don't care if it's like been two weeks since the last time I watched it. It makes me laugh every single time and even like the parts that are like predictable like the if you're from africa why are you white oh my god karen you can't just go around asking people why they're white like even that shit sends me like it's so funny it is so nostalgic i love 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 that movie um you know i'm not i'm not a huge fan of like any of the people that are like in it specifically um i root for lindsay lohan i think she's awesome she just had a baby and she posted oh my god she posted on instagram like she's partnering with freedom mom um so she posted on instagram i'm not a regular mom i'm a postpartum mom <laughs> oh my god oh so like I love Mean Girls. I love Mean Girls. It's just that movie is iconic. It's iconic and it did it did so much for me as a kid. It still does so much for me as an adult and it's a great way for me to connect with my inner child is watching Mean Girls. So like that's another piece of advice is watching things that you liked as a kid. That is so simple. It's so easy. Like even if you can only watch clips on YouTube, YouTube's free. You know, you could watch free clips of the Wiggles on YouTube. You know, you could watch free, you know, scenes of Mean Girls on YouTube. Like, you you find your niche, you do your niche or whatever, like, you liked as a kid. And you find that and you watch it and you consume that and you let your inner child indulge in the things that, you know, it, they like to watch. So another thing that I do for inner child work, and this one I guess I technically, like, I invite Jesus into this, but I technically, like, also invite Mother Mary into this, um... But is I parent my kids the way that I wish that I was parented. And, you know, like, I love my parents. My parents were great. They did a lot of things absolutely right. But they also did a lot of things wrong. And I'm not going to go into details because I don't feel like that's fair to myself or my relationship with my parents or, you know, them in general. But there are specific things that they did to me as a kid or they did around me as a kid or, you know, they, like, kind of let happen in our home that I, myself and my husband, are just, we're not doing that for our kids. Um, I guess the best example for that one would be, and that, that I'm, like, willing to share, is, like, my parents ran to the doctor with everything for me. And I get it. You're a first-time parent. It's hard. You know, I was born in the 90s. Google wasn't there. There weren't mommy groups. You couldn't go and find, you know, alternatives as easily and, and as readily as you can. And then I was a preemie. I was like born, you know, if you listen to last week's episode, I talked a little bit about, um, you know, my, my, me being born birth story. And so like, I get where they were coming from. However, like, you know, I had a bunch of unnecessary medications and things shoved down my throat when I was a kid. And now like, as a result, I have allergies to some of these medicines. And like I said, I don't hold this against my parents. And you know, I'm not crazy. I understand medicine is needed when it's needed. You know, if my kids have a fever, I'm giving them the Tylenol. Like, let's be very clear. Like, I'm, we don't fuck around. But I also don't run to the doctor with every little thing. You know, if my kids are just coughing and sneezing and they have a little cold, you know, we ride it out at home. You know, if they have to be seen, if they're not getting better in a few days, if, you know, they're really lethargic, if I'm concerned, if they're breathing funny, if they look weird, I bring them straight to the doctor and like, you know, my pediatrician, he, he loves me for this. He, he, he's said to me several times that he could trust me as a parent because he knows I have 
very good judgment when it comes to my children's health care because I don't fuck around with it. Because, like, like I said, I don't want my kids to be sick like I am. I don't want my kids to have the allergies that I do. I don't want them to feel the way that I do about my body because of the decisions that were made when I was a kid and the interventions that happened when I was a kid that maybe weren't the best idea for me. Um, so I just try to do that backwards with my kids and I try to not backwards I try to do what I wish happened for my body like what I think my body would have thrived with and you know what my kids are really healthy so I, I'm I think I'm doing something right um so that's another way that I heal my inner child and you know that might not be specific to your parenting journey and that's okay everybody has a different parenting journey and everybody has different reasons for um their kids coming to them and their kids choosing them but I really do think that parenthood is an excellent opportunity for us as like, you know, trying to be more like so fully aware people or whatever word you want to put there. Um, it's a good opportunity for us to work with our inner child and to heal our inner child and to do, you know, to treat our kids the way that we wanted to be treated. So another way that you could work with your inner child is to do childish things. So that's things like playing, going to amusement parks, um, just doing things that are playful, going and putting your hands in the mud, like whatever it may be that really feeds your inner child, like a different, like whatever activity does that. Um, so for me, I, I loved Sesame Place when I was a kid. So when every year, or I, I try every year, I don't go every, every year, maybe like once every other year we go or like, you know, well twice technically because they have like the buy one ticket and get one free package. Um, but I take my kids to Sesame Place and I love it and it's so much fun and it's a great place for like the kids, but it's also really nostalgic. Um, because I went there when I was a kid, I went there like with my, my parents and my cousins and you know, my whole family went there. It was just a, I used to go there with friends. Like it's a fun place. So I take my kids there as often as I can. Um, which is like not super often, but it's often enough. And obviously it doesn't need to be as extravagant as that. And if you don't have kids, like you're not going to be going to a literal child's amusement park. Like I get that. Um, so modifying to what would fit your needs. So like, let's say, you know, you're too, you, you know, you're not going to go to like Sesame Place, but you want to go to a water park, like a themed water park. You could definitely find one of those. Um, you know, I, I don't know of any personally because the only water park I've really gone to is that one. Um, but, um, also like, I mean, like a lot of people have been taking themselves out to like Barbie movie, like as like a date for themselves. And that's like super healing for in like an inner child. And it's like super validating kind of thing. And just doing things like that, that are, you know, a little bit more childlike, a little bit more playful, going to a toy store and browsing around, or even just this toy section of Target and browsing around, or, you know, if you, even if you're at five below buying yourself a Squishmallow or just something that you think your inner child would like. Um, just indulging that more playful side of your your brain and if you think about it right um like guys are encouraged to keep their toys they're encouraged to keep their like inner child they you know they have video games they have their man caves where they go and they have their you know all of their little toys and their consoles and all that good stuff and that's great like that's awesome you you should absolutely be connected with your inner child but then women we're like what what do we have for our inner children like what is absolutely like what's made for our inner child what like a new vacuum cleaner like 
up until like the Barbie movie and like, you know, like makeup brands, like ColourPop did like um, a Lisa Frank um, collaboration. But like up until that, like you haven't really seen many things that are just made for women to indulge their childlike side. So it's really important to, especially if you're somebody who identifies as a woman, to find things that I help you bring out your inner child because it's a lot easier for men and I know that I'm generalizing because there are a lot of girls that like video games and like you know more quote-unquote boyish things like I know I'm generalizing here but anyway long story short it's easier for like guys to do it than than women and that's not really fair to us so we need to like reclaim that and start indulging in our playful sides too. The last tip that I have for inner child work, and this is not one that I personally do because I don't feel the need to do it yet, um, but I feel like it could be really useful, is to write letters to your inner child. And, you know, these could be letters of things that you wished that had happened to your little inner child or, like, apologizing for things that have happened to your inner child, like saying that they didn't deserve those things. But, um, you know, giving yourself the space to, like, get out some of the things that you feel about your inner child and some of the experiences that you had as an as a child without having to you know be super public about it but then on the same you know aspect if you want to talk to people about you know things that happened to you as a child like you have like a therapist or you know somebody who you really trust and is close to you and you want to tell them about those things then that absolutely like go for that but the point being getting you know, getting your emotion out about your inner child. I think that for me, my husband and I, since we're parenting together, we talk a lot about like our childhoods and what we wish we could have had or like what we wish we could have experienced or like things that we wish we didn't experience and all that kind of stuff. So I feel like I do a lot of that kind of debriefing um, with him. Um, but if you don't have somebody to do that with, definitely journaling and talking to your inner child themselves would be useful. Or, you know, if you have somebody to soundboard off of, then absolutely do that, you know, do that as well. Do both. Do whatever feels right for you. I don't know. For me, it just feels right to talk to somebody. I'm not a big journaler. Um, I definitely have started journaling a little bit more recently just to, like, you know, if I'm really frustrated in the moment, like, I'll just write down, like, I'm so fucking frustrated right now. And that's, like it um but I'm, I'm not a big journaler but I know a lot of people like to journal so that's why I recommend it so that's this week's episode of the Jesus Wish podcast where we talked about inner child work I hope that this episode was useful for you and gave you a few ideas on how you could work with your inner child um inspired you to do inner child work and like told you why inner child work is important for Jesus and Christian witches I think specifically if you're working with Jesus you gotta be engaging your inner child in some sort of way it's like super important for for Jesus I think I that's my personal opinion but anyway that was this week's episode I hope you enjoyed it um if you haven't already don't forget to subscribe to the Jesus Witch podcast on whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to us on and give the show a rating of five stars because that really helps get the word out about what we're doing here and helps recommend the show to other people if you would like to support the Jesus Witch podcast or join our free discord group or follow me on my social medias you can find the links to like everything my tiktok my patreon all the good stuff in the show notes page um my Etsy, all of that is in there. So now it's time for my favorite part of every episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast. Our verse of the day, 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 or week, or whatever. Um, 
<laughs> so uh, the verse that I want to talk about today is Psalm 20 verse 4, which says, May he grant your heart's desires and make all your plans succeed. I think this could be a great spell work verse. Um, I think it'd be a really good one to use in like a manifestation spell. I can't remember if I used this as a verse of the day recently. I feel like I did. So if I did, my bad, but um, <laughs> I'm using it again because I really like it. I think it's a good, I, again, like I said, I think it's a really good verse to use for manifestation spells. I think it's a good one, especially if you're trying to like manifest a new job or manifest success in like a class or something, something where there's a really clear path to success. I think that's a really good um, verse to use for that. So that's why I wanted to share it today. So anyways, thank you again for listening to this week's episode and I will talk to you next time. Bye.